Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Taylor Rapp, former Washington Husky defensive back, and you are tuned in to the Circling Seattle Sports Podcast. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to episode 42 of the Circling Seattle Sports Podcast. I am your third, well, I am one of your three hosts, Charles Hamaker. I have Omari Salisbury and Bennett Buckholtz with me. Hello, folks. Yo. How you doing? Uh, Omari showed more enthusiasm there. Um, it's, uh, I, I, I looked at this at first and I, I said that we didn't have much to go over and that's kind of a lie. I lied. We have a free agency preview for our football team that I'm still mad at. Um, there is some baseball news. There is some Sounders news. There is some storm news. I don't have any Sonics news, sadly. No Kraken stuff, no Dragon stuff. And the Huskies basketball team has won games. Oh my God. Oh, oh my what? God. So, you know, there's a decent oh, amount to go over. I did lie, so I apologize for being a liar. Uh, free agency preview. We're just going to get into that right away. Uh, the current team free agents that the team has, or basically people that are going to be free agents in this couple coming year, are linebackers K.J. Wright, Bruce Irvin, uh, tight end Jacob Hollister, defensive end Benson Mayoa, running back Carlos Hyde, uh, guard Mikey Potty, tackle Cedric Ogbuehi, Cornerback Quentin Dunbar, quarterback Geno Smith, God bless him and his uh, uh, what's it, um, coin coin toss genius. Cornerback uh, Nico Thorpe, center Ethan Pochich, fullback slash special teamer made the Pro Bowl Nick Ballore. Uh defensive end Brandon Jackson, wide receivers Philip Bursett and Josh Gordon, cornerback slash safety Demarius Randall, defensive end Demontre Moore, cornerback Shaquille Griffin and his two hands, free safety Delano Hill, oh, okay. uh, <laughs> backup center Kyle Fuller. Shaquem Griffin in his one hand, oh. Jordan Simmons, Brian Monet, Ryan Neal, Jason Stanley, Christopher Carson, Puna Ford, which I'm not excited to see his name on here. I think he should have been extended a while ago. And cornerback Lennon Steffens. So this <laughs> yeah. this free agency crop is kind of big. Um, and then, I mean, next year is kind of big too and a lot yeah. more important, but we're not going to worry about that right now. Um, so there's some there's some big names here. Well, not necessarily big names, but names that have played a significant role on well, this team. Well, I mean, KJ Wright. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. Teams that are guys that have played pretty significant roles. Because um, I feel like I, and I, in saying that, I almost diminished the team. But I mean, Puna Ford played a huge role. Chris Carson's a starting running back. Ryan Neal played a huge role, even, I mean, throughout the season. Uh, Shaquem Griffin has as Bennett and I have talked about, have sh- shown speed off the edge and deserves more playing time. Shaquille Griffin has been a starting cornerback throughout his time here. He's had some struggles. Uh, Josh Gordon hasn't gotten the chance that he fully, fully deserves, but that's on the NFL. Philip Dorsett, uh, still don't know what we've got out of him. Ethan Pochich was the starting center throughout the season uh, and actually played pretty solidly uh, in his starting in his starting center role. Quinn Dunbar had issues uh, primarily due to injury. Benson Mioa really kind of showed up towards the end of the season. Uh, Jacob Hollister didn't have, I guess, as much production as last year, but last year he was like the only tight end we had. Um, and KJ Wright had an amazing year. Um, so, and and he's kind of got the option to do what he wants in terms of free agency and uh, in, in money. So, um, we're just with with that list in mind. Did you guys have people that you wanted to uh, who not necessarily taking into account the uh, salary cap and uh, things like that, but who would, who would you want to see back? And we're going to start off with Bennett here just so we're going to go alphabetically. I'm sorry, Omari. Uh, 
Oh, Kylo. I, oh, hey, I almost said Kylo Ren. Oh, no, you're thinking of our. Wrong I've podcast. got a bad feeling about this podcast that happens on Fridays. Yeah, that's Tune another in. one, huh? <laughs> Tune in. Tune in. Uh, apparently, once every other week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would say KJ, right? Like you said, his future is 100% in his own hands, which is unfortunate because, I mean, I think that lessens the chance he comes back to the Seahawks. But we'll see what uh, what what good old John Snyder does. I, I'm thinking John Snyder will um, resign him. I hope he does. It wouldn't make sense for him not to, if I'm honest with you, um, because he's such an important piece of our defense and because he's such an important part of our entire team. I'd say uh, as a leader and as a defensive player, he's just to me, a very important piece in those regards that if we don't re-sign him, I think there's a real issue with the team. Uh, I don't know how you replace a guy like KJ Wright. We talk a lot about Bobby Wagner, not just on this podcast, but just about everywhere. You talk a lot about Bobby Wagner because he's a, I mean, he's a future Hall of Famer first ballot, if you're real. And he's the best, one of the best players to ever play linebacker position, if not the best in our modern era. Uh, so you talk a lot about him, rightfully so, but then you kind of get KJ Wright kind of getting, um, standing in his shadow, which I think is doing him a disservice. So I think he's a guy that we should keep and we should look at extending until the end of his career, which I mean, it can't be too far away. However, I mean, this is his 10th year. He's playing a new position. He had one of the best years of his career. So there, there is that. Um, but I think you have to resign him. I, and he was kind of trade bait this year. A lot of people want us to trade him or cut him even to try to get money for Clowney. And I mean, that would have been a really dumb idea in retrospect. Um, I mean, the hindsight's twenty twenty. That could have been a good idea if we didn't know that KJ was going to have a, I don't know, career year, um, at a new position. Which, I mean, the odds were stacked against him. He's an older player going into a new position, uh, coming off an injury. So, I mean, like, you put those factors together, you look at that and you go, okay, that's a player on his way out. But he did fantastic. So I think him doing fantastic proved that he deserves to be on the football team in a in a large capacity. So I think we should re-sign him. He's one of those guys who's fallen in love with the Seattle. Um and not to talk any more longer, but I would say if I had to choose a second pick, it would be Puna Ford. He's the cheapest on the list. He's, or at least he's one of the cheapest on the list. Um, he is a central part of our D-line. I think you could really turn him into a heart and soul player if you keep him around for longer. And I think that's a, something else that a lot of people forget about is that when you keep players on a team for longer, they get to settle into the team and become a staple of the team. I think Puna Ford can become that uh, because, geez, I love Puna Ford, and I think all the other players do, too. Omari? Oh, I thought we were going in alphabetical order. I'm so oh, No, I'm letting, you, I'm letting you guys go first. Oh, man, you know, because it goes B, C. I know, I know, I know. My bad. <laughs> uh, well, just to have a different answer from Bennett, because I definitely agree. KJ Wright, just, that's he, amazing, just amazing player. Uh, are we doing people that we think should stay and leave, or just stay? I'm just, I'm just. <laughs> just I'll, I'll let you. Um, 
just because Bennett said stay. Just let's just do stay. All right, bet. So honestly, I feel like Josh Gordon could really still be a good piece of the team, and obviously, yeah. we didn't see any production for very obvious reasons, but I don't think we really lose anything by that. Okay, well, obviously we lose money by keeping it, but I think he's really going to be worth it. Because when you have a player like I, it's not even about what he can do on the field, but just the way he's been acting off the field towards the Seahawks, I really like his attitude. Yeah. Like, I really like the things that you see him say about the Seahawks. He's, he wants to be in a facility. He wants to be on the team. He wants to be on that field. He really wants to, like, you can tell, like, he wants to be there. And that's a big part of what, like, what makes a football team. You know, you want players who want to be there. And even though he hasn't been able to play, you still see him actively, like, speaking up before every game, just on Twitter, social media, talking about it. And I really like that. So I feel like once he can play, he's really going to show out and really be worth it because it really just seems like he cares about the team. Yeah, no, and to your point, um, I think he signed for league minimum last year just to sort of be on the team. So. And, I mean, he's said, I think, uh, several times that he views the Pacific Northwest as home for forever. So it's uh, – I mean, I know, feel like that might be for different reasons, you well, know. But... All right. Whoa, 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 whoa. Not going to make assumptions. Not going to make assumptions. You don't talk about marijuana ice podcast. Okay, well, you just said whoa, the word. You whoa, said the word. Whoa, oh, ben, Omari whoa. didn't say the word. I thought we were talking about just like – like just the – what? Well, Jacob Hollister. Jacob Hollister. He's a young player. He, Jacob Hollister. I like him. I like him. What? Okay. Okay. And I feel like he could really do something for the team. I do disagree with that. You okay. disagree with that. I do. Uh-oh. You I, do. I, I mean, do. I feel like we didn't see a lot from him this season. Yeah. He well, definitely graduated. Well, I didn't think we saw a lot from any tight end this season, really. Yeah, it's because Greg Olson, our $7 million uh you know resident home <laughs> fucking oh, tight end who like okay yeah he had a good season then he tore his he like it okay let me say good is is a bit of an mm. i'm being nice he had a very small yeah. sample size to judge from um yes i like that i like what you said again on his other foot it was so cool it, to have him but like the I think it's cool to have him because he's not. I mean, I don't think he's a future Hall of Famer, but I, he might yeah. be. He might be. I mean, there are rumors that he would be. But again, he's like he's a legendary player, regardless of his Hall of Fame status. I don't really care about that, honestly, because he is a legendary player. Those years he played for the uh, for the Panthers um, were unmatched. I know he started with the Bears, but he really was the best when he was playing with the Panthers. I think that's unarguable. Yeah. yeah. But, like, you saw too much of him that Hollister and Disley got kind of caught up in the wash. And I think that if you have Disley and you sign another tight end in the free agency, which we'll get to, I think you don't need Jacob Hollister because he's honestly pretty mediocre. And we saw some passes, some pretty obvious passes, get away from him in very crucial spots. I I, I personally agree with that just because I feel like He's pretty standard. I mean, he came over from the Patriots. He was a guy who didn't do too much. I mean, he wears 48 in tight end, which is very bizarre. I'm not very sure weird. Not, That's I'm why not, I always well, know when he's on the field, but, though. But I always back. know. So. And, uh, I mean, he, he probably shined last year a lot because of the fact that we had – Will Disley was injured, and, I mean, did we have Luke Wilson last year? 
we went through every single tight end line. Yeah, it was it was it was we really every you know, single tight end. So he, he kind of had to suck up all the tight end, uh, uh, all the targets there. So I mean, you know, I feel like that was sort of inflated there. Uh, KJ Wright, I mean, out of this free agent crop, he'd probably have to be at the top of the list. I mean, I agree with uh, Bennett so. there. Puna Ford, I think Puna Ford is somebody that you really need to have. Is should be in that uh, high at the priority list. Um, I already went on my spiel about him and how he went undrafted and how he was a big steal. Uh, Chris Carson, I mean, I think we've said it throughout the throughout the year. Uh, if if he wants reasonable money, and I say reasonable as in not like Dalvin Cook money and money that won't ruin this team's cap space, give it to him. But I I don't we can't afford to pay this guy top money, and it wouldn't necessarily make sense. Um in terms of just the cap and uh, durability issues. And I, he, he, he played for most of the games this year, but he did kind of deal with injuries throughout the year. So, you know, it's, it's well, most of the game. Yeah. Majority. Um, so, you know, tough there. I think Ryan Neal's a, a, a guy who plays a solid uh, backups. He's, he's uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He's almost like a utility guy. Cause he came in and played safety and he came in and played nickel a bit. So, I think Ryan Neal needs to be brought back. Uh, Shaquem Griffin, I've said it for time and time again. Shaquem Griffin, even before the season started, um, a lot of the people are like, oh, he's just on the team for a feel good. I just think that's a bunch of BS. He's shown uh, speed off the edge, and he's been a guy that can disrupt. So I think that's a bunch of balagna. Shaquille Griffin, uh, it's kind of tough there because he's had bad years, but. Um, you know, I don't know. I I like Shaq. It's just it's kind of tough uh, because I mean most of the defense struggled in the first half of the year, and he did too, and Trey Flowers did as well. But you know, I don't know. I think it's tough uh, that situation. And then both Josh Gordon and Philip Bursett, like Omari said with Josh Gordon, I think I'd love to see them both. I'd love to see him back because uh, Philip Bursett in his career with Indianapolis and New England has showed speed. And adding more speed to a wide receiver core with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett would, you know, love that. And Josh Gordon, I think we already know how I feel about Josh Gordon. Um, Ethan Pochich played really solid this year, and I think he's deserved uh, another contract. Quentin Dunbar, Omar, uh, Ben and I will disagree with this, but I kind of want to see Quentin Dunbar back, Just, but, but it would have to be on a right. team-friendly deal. I'd, I'd want to see it on a team-friendly deal. I think he's he played well in Washington. He he dealt with a foot injury throughout the year, and if he if you give him a year that's like league minimum, and you say all right, prove it to us, I don't think it would be bad. Uh, Mikey Potty's I'm this is if if we're going off what Omari said and guys leaving, I I don't think you should bring Mikey Potty back again. I think he's he's getting up there in age, and just the neck injuries are too much. If you know you kind of got to have. With an offensive line, you need to have continuity and consistency. And Mikey Potty was in and out of the lineup too much, uh, so I think it's time to kind of let that go. So you know, it's uh, there's some guys on here that will be interesting to see what happens with them, and if they draw certain interest in the free agency crop. Now we move to what I think I was supposed to do last week, but I screwed it up. Yeah. Um, with offensive and defensive picks for the free agent pool in general, not just our team. 
So I will let Amari go first this time, and then Bennett and I will go after that. So Amari on offense, who would you like to take uh, if uh, you're running the GM spot there? If I'm running the GM spot, I would like to take Allen Robinson, the second, <laughs> from uh, the Bears. I feel like he still got a lot to show. But the only thing about that, like I said to you guys before the show, is like we be putting him in a better situation. <laughs> Like, are we better than the Bears? Like, would he want yeah, it, that's a good question. Like, would he even want to come to, like, our organization? But I definitely think he would be the third. You know, I feel like Russ could definitely use some more weapons, you know? I feel like when you look at these other, like, star teams, they got a lot more weapons. Dude, he's, like, got, the, he's got DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. That's, I mean, but if you look at the two teams that made it to uh, – the Super Bowl. They okay, got, like, let me five let me break weapons. that. Let me break that a little bit though, because if you look at the Bucks, okay. The only reason I'm gonna say this, and people might disagree with me, the only reason AB is doing anything is because they're forcing him, like they are, and he was erased from. I don't think he didn't play last game, so he's no, not. He was injured. Board. He was injured. Uh, other than that, they got Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Mike Evans. That's it. They got Cameron Brait. Yes. They had OJ Howard, yeah, but he got injured. OJ Howard, he got injured too. They got Gronk. They got hey, Scotty's oh, nice. Yeah, they have Gronk. Gronk's not real. <laughs> Gronk's not. He's not. He's Gronk's a theme of my imagination. Yeah. He's, he's there to boost Tom Brady's. Uh, he's never just, existed, Chuck. He's just there I, to boost Tom Brady's. Oh, no. Know. I was afraid to tell you, but Gronk's not real. You think there'll really be a football player who does WWE? Okay, Casey, different. <laughs> Casey is different because Casey is like the Golden State Warriors a couple years back. They're Pretty like much. a fucking super team. And it's fun to watch them right now, but... I don't like, really have an excuse for them, so I'll go back to the Bills. The Bills <laughs> have Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley. That's it. That's no, I said the teams it. that made the Super Bowl. I, said the I teams know, that made the Super but Amari, that's what I I'm saying. Like, the teams that are here, they're not... I mean, like, the Chiefs are an exception to the rule because the, the Chiefs are a fucking exception to all the rules. Yeah. Great coach, great front office, great team. Just the only yeah, like, bad part about that team is the defense. <laughs> and like the defense is good. And their defense does their job. Like the defense incredible. is like okay this year. So and when you have Patrick Mahomes and fucking Tyreek Hill, your defense just needs to be okay. They don't need to be good. <laughs> like every team I feel like has three offensive superstars. That's why when you play in Madden, there's only three players. Like, <laughs> you got you need a good quarterback, you need a, and two good receivers, or maybe a good receiver and a good running back. And if you're like the 2016 Patriots, you need a good tight end and an okay receiver. But when I also look at teams like uh, like Green Bay, I'm like, damn, I really they should if they would have drafted like a wide receiver. And I don't know how up. I don't know how Green Bay even won games this year, dude. Like Devontae Adams, Devontae is Adams, amazing. he puts the whole team on his back. Like, like Devontae man, Adams is amazing. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I feel like when Devontae Adams walks out of Green Bay, uh we'll see that Aaron Rodgers is no better than Kirk Cousins. Um, he's not. That's a, that's Aaron Rodgers might leave first. That's a lie. Hey, yeah, but both, yeah. Aaron Rodgers to the Colts. Everybody on that team is like, I don't want to be on this team anymore. <laughs> no more snow for me. But uh, back back to it. Uh, yeah, no, I feel like Allen Robinson would be just a cool addition to the team. You're right. I feel like anything, like, I don't think he would hurt the team in any way. It's always good to have just you know, because that means everyone knows it's it's always DK. Like, people expect that, you know. I would think it would just add more versatility to the things that Russ can do. Right. And the people he can lean on and rely on, you know, instead of just having, like, DK and Tyler. Like, Tyler's just that main guy he goes to. If Like, Tyler's the main outlet guy for Russ, obviously. 
he's the overliable. And I feel like Russia should have more people, just more weapons he can rely on. There's more options. Because I feel like we could we could move away from running the ball. Like, I feel like if we got more wide receivers, we can move farther away from running the ball as much and get to more, like, letting Russ truly be a quarterback that we know he could be. So I feel like more weapons for Russ would really be different. Yeah. If he shows up, you know, because sometimes he just chooses not to show up, too. It's not even, like, the weapons. He just chooses not to show he up. He thinks too. about his Mexi- Mexico vacation. No. Thinks about how he's going to style his hair differently. <sighs> but, uh, yeah. Defense? Uh, no, Bennett next for offense. Gotcha. Yeah, this might be a controversial pick. I'm going to have to go with Deshaun Watson. I Russell just uh, what? him anymore. And, you know, <laughs> that podcast. He's All right, got a, how do I mute Bennett here? He's got a wife. He has kids. And I don't think a good... <laughs> just kidding. I don't think a quarterback can have a wife. So I think he's got... No, I'm fucking kidding because that's stupid. Um, Johnu Smith would be pretty tight. Uh, oh, I forgot about Josh. Mm, that's a different one. Um, he had a pretty decent year with the Titans. He had eight touchdowns. Um, I think actually nine touchdowns total because I do think he had one of those weird tight end rushing touchdowns. Also, Trey Burton had two, which is whack. Uh, but anyways, I think it just it'd be nice to have a more reliable. Uh, quarter or the tight end he's been in the league for actually some time now and he's still pretty young i think he's only 25 so hmm. um i think he's a good pick for the seahawks especially if hollister walks i don't think this is something that could happen if i'm honest with you i, I just don't see it happening because i don't think the seahawks go aggressively honestly if i'm being real i don't see the Seahawks pushing hard on anybody on offense, the offensive side of the ball this season. Yeah. Cause I don't feel like that's where our issues were unless it's uh, on the O line. Cause we can, you know, we can for sure. body leaving and a couple other guys leaving there. So that that's, that's something. But I do think that if you get a guy like John U. Smith, uh, you greatly, you greatly spike your def- offensive production. I mean, the guy almost, Went for 500 yards. He's about 60 yards short. So, I mean, not almost, but around there. Um, and he they had the best year of his career. And we're looking at a pool of other players who are coming off the worst years of their career. So, I think Jonu Smith would be a real addition to our team because it's not a position where we're already stacked. Uh, like wide receiver, like... Um, like running back for right now, we'll see what happens with Chris Carson. With um, like safeties, we have a good amount of safeties. Um, speaking of safeties, I just looked this up while we were doing uh, free agent stuff. Did you know that Tyler Lockett's older than Jamal Adams? I know that makes yeah. sense because because of the draft order, but like what? Hey, well, he's Tyler also Lockett has a receding hairline. He's older than Quandre <laughs> hey, Diggs. Yes, he just looks old. <laughs> Look at his face, dude. He looks like freaking Andre when he was in eighth grade. Nah, bro. I see him when he takes off the helmet, though. I'm like, yeah, this is old. Yeah, when he takes off the helmet, it's like that. When he takes off the helmet, you're like, yeah. That's true. The dude's got the hairline back to, like, the back of his head. Yeah. Did you see that picture he posted on Instagram? Yeah, that's what I was just looking for. I was like, damn it, I need the proof. He got, like, hair plugs or something. I wish I had hair plugs. Don't we (laughs) all? Hey, I'm the only bald one on this podcast, all right? Do you uh, let's continue away from the awkward bald saga? Uh, All right, Jack, who's your offensive pick? I think you guys knew. 
Uh, I wanted to go with John Ross. Uh, I think Bennett's got a really good point with John o. Smith, Johnny Smith, because tight end would as as much as I like Will Disley. Um, yeah, I have a good point. I well, I like Allen Robinson too, but I don't really know how realistic it'll be. Um, just fair, because, also fair. because of what was said about how uh, uh, about that they probably won't push for anybody hard on offense, and I agree with that. They're probably like, eh, Russell has enough toys, no more. <laughs> no um, but tight end would add another dimension because if you've got the two guys in PK and Tyler and whoever is at that third position and David Moore, Philip Dorsett, whatever, blah blah blah, you know, and you've got a tight end who you can rely on in the middle or even extend uh, down the field. You know, I mean, I feel like that's a whole other dimension uh, because, you know, we'll just leave. I don't know if it was just because of you had three guys in like a carousel of tight end last year or if it's coming off the two, excuse me, major injuries that, uh, for him. Uh, but I think like like was said, if you've got John Smith and or in a tight end and Will Disley, I think, it you know, that could add a uh, sort of really good piece. Um to the offense, but I, I like John Ross just because obviously you the connection has something to do with it, but he didn't get, well, this is the thing. He didn't get used that well in Cincinnati, but I don't know if we'd use him better depending on who bring, who gets brought in at OC and if he gets that freedom to use player uh, talent like that, but he's got speed to take off the top of a defense and as a, with a bunch of these guys on the free agent crop uh, and even to Philip Dorsett uh, just adding more speed on offense would just be should be lethal depending on what plays are called. So you know, uh, John Ross the third would be my pick. I think that would be pretty cool. Uh, and he said he didn't want to be in Cincinnati anymore. So I don't think he'll be signing with the Bengals, uh, despite getting Joe Burrow in there. I don't think he likes that uh, front office and that organization. So you know, we'll see. Uh, and then on defense, we will do flip flop. Uh, we will have Bennett go first this time, and then Omari, and then I will go last. So, Bennett, who do you have on the defensive side of the ball that you would like to pick up? I'd like Richard Sherman back. Um, didn't you tell me you didn't want to do that? He, no. That was, uh, I think that was Omari. I'll have to go in the archives. No. I also said I wanted him back. Interesting. Anyway. Must have been Chuck. No, I clamored I know, for maybe that. Maybe I said it on a. Maybe I said it on this podcast, even like last week. Maybe even. No, it definitely was been it. It was been it. I remember. I, I just. Uh, <laughs> I, be a nice I ending to his career. I genuinely don't see anyone else for us to get. If I'm honest with you, like, and I guess I'm going off of pure realism. And if I was being a little more dreamy, I'd say like, well, I don't know. Like, I mean, like, something like Von Miller, but Von Miller probably won't be on, like... Expensive. He's expensive and, like, not really all that worth getting, if I'm honest Drama. Yeah. Um, but if you look at, like, the... If you look at the cornerback pool, there's not a lot of, like, eye catchers. There's, like, a bunch of very old players who didn't have that great seasons. Uh, and that does... I mean, let's be real, that does include Richard Sherman. He's coming off an injury... Felt like the next best guy, in my opinion, that you could maybe afford is, like, Jason McCourty. And he's not going to come to the Seahawks. And he's old. And, like, all these cornerbacks are old. I really... I'd be comfortable... Mm, okay, I'll flip on this. Brashad Breland wouldn't be bad to have. Uh, Yeah, I'll switch. I'll just do a full 180. I'll go Brashad Breland. 
because he he's playing for a championship team. He has a championship mindset. He's an unrestricted free agent. He's not that expensive. He had a decent season before he was hurt. Um, so I wouldn't mind somebody like him because I think the Seahawks do need to look at um, defense first. Um, and especially if the Kansas City Chiefs win the Super Bowl again, you will eventually see with that team the Super Bowl exodus that always happens with championship teams. Uh, it's absolutely crazy that <laughs> they managed to take so many uh, teams, or so many players, so many key players with them. But I think Bashad Breland um, is a great player for them, and I think he'd be a great player for us. He doesn't exactly fit the Pete Carroll defensive prototype, um, but I think think it's kind of time to start throwing that out the window especially now that we've seen Shaq Griffin be a somewhat unreliable player um so somebody like Bashad Breland somebody like Richard Sherman who I know is a uh, Pete Carroll product in pretty much every way um people like that with some experience under their belts with some moxie under their belts who can really go in there and hold the line for the Seahawks at corner until we can get some draft picks or maybe get somebody else off of the free agency uh, pool later on. That'd be great. Um, Especially just because, again, you look at this next season, 2022, we do have a lot of other players leaving our team. So it's, well, potentially leaving our team. So it's just interesting to see how we manage the free agency. I think with defense, you have to be looking at uh, corner right now and I think Bashad Breeland or Richard Sherman I can I can rescind my previous comments on good old Richard uh, I won't I won't feel bad about rescinding those um, comments because I think the league is ever fluctuating and the more I think about Shaq Griffin staying or leaving the more it looks like he's going to leave so I, I wouldn't mind having somebody like that back Well, when I look at the list, I think I also think of a former Seahawks. Seahawks. Uh, I was thinking of Jadavion Clowney, mainly because we know what we're getting with him. We know what we can expect. Uh, the only issue with that is the reason why we didn't re-sign him to begin with is money. So if he's willing to take... Uh, and, and, and injury... Oh, and injury. And injury. Which, I mean, those two do go hand in hand, but I'll, I'll let you talk. Yeah, it's, it's about if the injury is worth the money you pay for. <laughs> yeah. But uh, clearly he has a habit of going back to old teams anyway. So I feel like it would be nice if we could get him back because uh, our defensive line can still use some help. He was a good piece. I like. I was genuinely sad when we didn't get him back. I understood, though. I understood where uh, – the front office was coming from when they didn't re-sign him. But I, if possible, to get him back for a lower price, that would be highly ideal. I think uh, I think he could really be – I think he could really be a factor for us next season if we're really trying to – it depends. And also, for me, this question really depends on what we're trying to do. Are we really trying to – are we trying to be in Super Bowl contention next season? Or are we going to take the season off to really, like, build and crack because if we're trying to be in two-world contention i feel like signing him as a free agent would really be a smart move 
if our Super Bowl window is still open. But if it's closed right now and we need to take a year or two to really just get ourselves together, then I probably would go a different route. But for right now, I would definitely say to David and Clowney if we're trying to have immediate results, especially before we lose even more greater free agents within the next season. That's it, it brings up a good point because last year when well not last year anymore uh when we had Clowney everybody gets so excited with the whole stats thing for a defensive player but stats don't always measure the entire impact of a guy they don't um I mean disruption is such a huge thing because if you're a quarterback there are several people in this league who can just disrupt you and you can you know uh verbally or literally piss your pants um so it's you know I, I I never got so rock hard about ooh he got, he didn't have so many stats when we had Javion Clowney he disrupted the game regardless of whether he was healthy or not and then obviously this about year pressure. yeah I mean the pressures are a huge stat so that's that's something that depending on the money I would not be mad at uh, I went on someone at cornerback uh, Bennett obviously didn't like him enough to mention him I I went with Xavier Rhodes now I went with Xavier Rhodes. What? I went with Xavier Rhodes because he had a good year in Indianapolis. Shade. Um, in Minnesota, at the end of his career there, he really sucked. I mean, even when we played him, he got torched. Um, he got torched like a marshmallow. Um, but he had a good year in Indianapolis. So I would have gone with Xavier Rhodes because he more than likely won't command mm-hmm. that much money. Uh, and I'd probably go with Richard Sherman second. Some guy, one guy who would be really interesting to see what happens that we've talked about before we started this uh, was Patrick Peterson. And I don't know. I really don't think that we get Patrick Peterson, but would it be kind of interesting and fun? Probably. So, you know, I went with Xavier Rhodes. Bennett has uh, obviously, as you guys heard, this uh, displayed his dismay with that. So, you know, but it's okay. We don't always have to have the same opinion. Um, but that's free agency. That should be starting here in a few months. Uh, but you will hear murmurs. Uh, we've obviously still got the offensive coordinator position to worry about. And with free agency, um, it'll it'll be really interesting to see how the offensive coordinator position and uh, who we hire impacts who we sign there. So, um it's a uh, pretty, pretty pivotal off season here for your uh, blue and green bird bird fellows. Um, that's free agency for you. Uh, we will have more as the season goes on, but I mean, it's kind of it for a bit. Uh, as we get more towards the draft, there will be draft stuff, but it's kind of hard considering. Well, I don't know if it'll be hard, uh, but it'll be interesting. It'll be kind of a weird year uh, for combine and such. Um. I would feel a little remiss. I do, do you have Super Bowl talk built into this episode? Eh, you know, um, you know, let let's get it over with. I'm not too. Uh, Yay! I know Omari was excited for it. Let's just. Um, I want to hear your thoughts, and then because I know you guys do it, I want to hear uh, predictions. So let's let's go with. Uh, who I'll I go first. Go okay, all right. Omari volunteers first. himself. So just yeah, just give me your thoughts. Uh, no, uh, prediction. This is this is gonna be the Super Bowl. Like it's just like the way the story ends. You know, it's like this is good storytelling of a Super Bowl. Like to see right here. You know, you got old versus young, the old goat versus the future goat. 
hopefully. I mean, that's what everybody expects to see from Patrick Mahomes in his future. You know, when I think about Patrick Mahomes, that's the one person I think like, yeah, he could probably also get six or seven rings. Like that's that's what I see right there. So this is going to be a good ass game. I'm excited. These are both great teams, both who also have mediocre defenses, but really explosive offenses. So I really feel like it's going to come down to a coaching thing, honestly. I really feel like it's going to come down to who's willing to like, who's who's just making the smarter decisions. I think that's what it really comes down to when you have two great teams like this coming head to head, you know, but also will Tom Brady really like Tom Brady will never shut up ever if he wins the Super Bowl. Like mm-hmm. he really will be cemented in his position as where he claimed, like as people claim him to be the GOAT, you know. Uh, honestly, I think I want I want the Buccaneers to win. But I think Patrick Mahomes <laughs> I, I want the Bucks to win, but I think the Chiefs will win. I think it will be a close game, but I think physically Patrick you think Mahomes be close. Uh mm, I like two scores. Maybe like two and a half, something like that. Two and a half. Yeah. Like a field goal, like a touchdown and a field goal. But I think when it comes down to like just getting the job done, Patrick Mahomes can do that. <laughs> and Tom Brady's still good, but like it's Patrick Mahomes. I also think Andy Reid is a better coach. I think the Chiefs offense is more consistent than uh what we've seen with the Bucks. Not saying the Bucks offense isn't good, but I just feel like the Chiefs have played more consistently, I feel like this will really just come down to if they're playing in the second half, in the first half or not, because you know they have a habit of just just not doing that. So if they show up early and just get it going, I don't think they can be stopped. Like we already see, like we never see the Chiefs actually stopped once they get going. So I think they will end with the Chiefs winning. I don't really have a score prediction just because I think I think it's going to be a high scoring game. I'm going to say like. 32 to 21? Yeah, with the Chiefs winning. How do you even how do you I'll write that down? How do you even get to 32 in a football game? You gotta get to 26. Hey. So that's Or 29. Yeah, 29 or 20, 29 or 20. Sounds like a good amount of field goals. Yeah, it's a lot of field goals. Harrison Bucker. Yeah. Okay, uh, I obviously think, just because of my reactions, not because this is like an obvious Super Bowl, even though it is, uh, that the Chiefs are going to win. I think the Chiefs are going to win by a lot. I think the Bucks. Oh, yeah, by a lot. I think, so, uh, Vounty on Instagram, or on uh, Twitter, pardon me. God, let me just get everything wrong. Vounty on Twitter posted something really interesting. Big Seahawks guy. Uh, If you follow Seahawks Twitter, you probably know who he is. Uh, Posted something really interesting. Tom Brady is the luckiest fucking quarterback in the entire NFL. Even when he plays like absolute dog shit, which he did against the Saints. Let's get that clear. Yeah. Um, And the Packers. And the Packers. He did not play great against the Packers either. His defense has bailed him out in both those games. And his entire Super Bowl career, he's been bailed out by some whack-ass shit. Either either it's the Tuck rule, either it's Adam Vinatieri, either it's Malcolm Butler, who isn't even real anymore. Uh, Like, 
this dude is like the luckiest guy of all time. And I just don't think you can get lucky against the Chiefs again. Because in because when they beat the Rams, they got lucky against the Chiefs because that dude lined up offsides. I forgot his name. He's actually really good. I just can't D remember Ford. who he is. Yeah, D Ford lined up offsides. D Ford who terrorizes us now. Um, line up offsides. Bonehead mistake. He was a rookie. So, like, what are you going to do? You're not going to get your, – your luck's run out, I think, if you're Tom Brady. And – He's playing at a pretty subpar level these last two games in a row. And like I mentioned, Bashad Breland, he's coming off of an injury. He's doing uh, better than he than he he's done his entire career, basically, um, with his with the Chiefs all of a sudden. I think Brady just struggles all game. I think he's just not going to get it moving. I think the Saints game was deceptively in his favor, and I think the Green Bay game was deceptively in his favor. I can't really speak on the – who did they play again? Packers? No, the Washington – even in the Washington, oh, Washington football game, Oops. Brady wasn't even that good. He got outplayed by Taylor Heineke. So, I don't know. I don't want to go as far as to say this is the first Super Bowl. You're going to see the backup start the half. But <laughs> – I will say that it'll look pretty bad for Brady's end of his career. I mean, it won't look terrible because, you know, he's like, I don't know, 95 and playing in his 17th Super Bowl. But um, I think he'll go down as, uh, I mean, he'll obviously go down as something of the GOAT. I, I will never fully lay my hat on that title for him. Uh, I don't think he'd be the GOAT just because, like, when I think of comparing to other quarterbacks, he's not, like, physically talented, like, like Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and I think that's why, like, you look at the next couple of years, and it sucks because, I mean, I think Russell Wilson doesn't have a chance in hell to catch up to Brady, which Probably sucks. Uh, because, like I said before we started recording, which is might as well be a running joke on this podcast now, uh, Russell Wilson is Drew Brees, just, <sighs> just Northwest. He got his one ring. Uh, he got his one ring. He'll never he get another rings. one. Because of his subpar coaching. Uh, Peyton. Peyton? Who's Peyton? Uh, Drew Brees doesn't have two rings, does he? No. Yeah, no. he has one. No, I'm no. talking about uh, his, his wedding ring. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> wow. So, Russell... I mean, Russell could be that guy. He could be like a one ring and I'm gone forever type of guy. Or he could be a Ben Roethlisberger only on the field. Uh, and you know, come out there and get another Super Bowl. But I I feel like the Chiefs have this in the bag if they play like they do, or like if they play like they're supposed to, they have it in the bag. I think their biggest roadblock was gonna be the Bills, and hey, they destroyed the Bills. I don't, there's you know, something that about game weird to me. I there's something about and yeah, I was just about to say, Omari. There's something about playing Eric uh, Eric Reed, Andy Reed. I think it just gets in the head of other coaches. It's almost like playing a Belichick or a, uh, for a time there. A, um, why am I not remembering his name? Who's the guy who coaches the Steelers? Mike Tomlin. Oh, Mike Tomlin. Yeah, Mike Tomlin. Almost like coaching against him. Like they get so in your head. Like these great AFC coaches. I think if you look at the NFC right now, it's the talent that's carrying teams. And if you look at the AFC, it's really the coaches. Coaching just... Coaching is fucking sublime over there. Like, you look at Matt LaFleur, and he's an okay head coach, but you're really looking at Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones. 
for carrying that team. And you look at the Rams, and yeah, that's McVay. But you look at the Niners and the Cardinals. It, it could be the coaching, but those are young coaches with young players. And to me, I kind of start to trend towards the young players. But you look at the AFC right now, those are like coaching giants over there. That's ridiculous. I'd hate to go against any of them. So, like, I just think Andy Reid has the moxie over Bruce Arians. And Bruce Arians is old. He's old school coach. He, he He's coached for the... Cardinals for quite some time and he coaches for you know Tampa Bay now and he's okay over there but I just think it'll if it comes down to coaching which it very well might because of the two teams how they match up I just think Andy Reid I just think Andy Reid has like the biggest edge over him you got the biggest balls on the football field he really does bro like that Chad Henney play against the Browns where he uh, threw it on fourth and two I didn't care on a slant, and care. and he just he just like looked hey, at the coach, Browns and said, "Psych." A coach that has confidence in his players, damn, that's what could crazy. Be the Seahawks, that's kind of crazy, bro. Be and it's funny because if you're the either. Seahawks and you see Russell Wilson get a concussion on the field, and you have to rely on Geno Smith to go out there, nothing to Geno Smith, more so to do with Pete Carroll. You know you're not going to win that game. They're just going to hand it off. You're going to hand it off four times in a row and punt, and then the other team's going to score on you, and then it's bye bye Seahawks. Pretty much. So it's just like I, I have such faith in Andy Reid. And I don't know. I don't know. Some people know this about me. Some people don't. Most people don't. I don't know if I've said it on the podcast before, but I've liked the Chiefs for a very long time. Probably since Mentioned like probably since like twenty fourteen. Uh they've always been one of my favorite teams. So that's why I have so much to say about them, because I love them so much. And I've seen them gone from Alex Smith and Jamal Charles to Patrick Mahomes and Tyree Kill. So it's just been an awesome evolution of this team. Don't forget Dwayne Bow. <laughs> and uh, some of the guys on defense, too. Justin Houston. What? Oh, yeah. No, Justin Houston and Tom Bahali. Tom Bahali Eric used Barry. to scare me. But uh, Eric, what's, uh, your, uh, what's your score prediction, Bennett? Yep. Are we making bets? Man, making would bets? forty would forty two be too much? Bru- what? <laughs> with this with this Chiefs offense, you. I don't. I won. Forty two to thirty. I wouldn't be surprised. Forty two to thirty. You gonna bet ten dollars on it? Who wins? Bucks or Chiefs? I will also say that forty two to thirty is not. It's like one point higher of a differential than yours, Omari. <laughs> but uh, you want to bet on who's gonna win? Bucks or Chiefs? <laughs> Do you want to bet on? The, are you betting on the Bucks, Omari? Yes, I am. Yeah, I'll, I'll throw down a fiver on it. I'll, I'll throw. How about ten? Okay, ten because you already own five. I like that. You already own right. five. It's, something else. It is written down. It has been written. It is in writing. Well, no, I, wait, state of state of Washington, state of Oregon, and state of Chicago. Wait, hold on. State of Illinois. We are all above the state of Chicago. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, move on to the podcast. Uh yeah no I I really would not, not like to see Tom Brady win another one I am sick of it I am tired of it and well the dude has two years when he signed that contract so he's got another year so you know he he'll be around next year I'd assume unless like somebody decides to rip him apart on the field tomorrow uh, the thing about that is a lot of the contracts they signed for this year is like they were meant to win this year like the decision yeah the, yeah because that team that they signed. Like I don't know what they do. Years. I don't know if they're gonna have cap problems next year, or more than likely in two years they're gonna have issues. So you know they're yeah, uh, they're they, definitely they got to win, win like right now. 
they yeah. can't even win next year because they have too many one years on that team where it's like yeah. they're not getting so the ball they'll, back. They'll, uh, they kind of got to push it into right now. So I don't know. I just don't really see because the Bucks have had a pretty solid offense and they've got good backers. Uh, I don't know if Antoine Winfield Jr. is playing, but they're going to really need their secondary to uh, – because I think they could mitigate what Travis Kelsey does in this game just because I got Devin White and Levante David. Yeah. But – I mean, Tyree Hill's a different beast. <laughs> got Tyree Hill's a different beast, bro. You see, and meet Cole Hardman, who's no slouch in his own right. So you know, and just the way that they were utilizing those guys uh, against the Bills, exactly. Like, I don't know if that defense, you know, is going to be able to really be able to stop them. And, and that's what Tom I mean. Brady, like Bennett was saying, Tom Brady's played like dog poop for the majority of this playoffs. But at the same time, as much as I hate to say it. Whenever it seems like people doubt Thomas Brady, he always seems to get really butthurt about that and be like, oh, girl. You know what, uh, baby? Yeah, you know what? I'll do the opposite of what I do with Russell Wilson. I'm going to, like, boost Tom Brady so up that he loses. Oh, Tom, uh, you're good and your teeth are so straight and you got dreamy eyes. Oh, I can't wait for him to listen to our podcast. I know. I'll, I'll text it to him. Don't worry. He wakes up, he listens to the Russell Wilson podcast, and he listens to the Pat McAfee show, and then he listens he to... Che- yeah, he checks out his, his local Seattle sports ra- radio. It's like, okay, who do I get to listen to today? Nope, I... Mm. He said, please bring up Malcolm Butler. Please bring up Malcolm Butler. Oh, yes! Like, <laughs> yes! Tuck rule. Mm. Mm. Um, I don't I don't like numbers, especially not in math, but I'm going to say it's going to be a one-score game. I think I think okay. it'll be a little bit Thank closer. You. Um... I am not necessarily financially really viable, um, so I'm not going to necessarily put any money down. I did. Oh, wait, that's a different show. Okay, don't need to mention that. All right, so that's our Super Bowl preview. Um, that's uh, when is that on the seventh? Right. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. So when I'm right, then it's going to be the biggest. I told you so. Ever. Well, ever we right? will. We will be here to find out. Oh, um, boys, Pro Bowl predictions? God damn it. Nope. nope. We're <laughs> skipping that right now. All right. Ignoring that trash game excuse of a game. Uh, Greg Olson retired, as we I think we mentioned. Yeah. Uh, he will join Fox as an analyst. He announced that on the pregame show last uh, on Sunday. Um, you know, it was cool to have him for, like, I don't know how many games he played. But, you know, the money and just the way things out worked out, and, you know, it wasn't exactly a premier signing. Although, I think the one thing I want to point out is that even though I talked a lot of shit about him on this podcast, that he is one of the best tight ends of all time in a time concurrent with Gronk and Kelsey and guys like that to keep your name within the running of that. Um, and even a little before someone like Travis Kelsey started to crop up in the league, I think that's fantastic, and he's had a hell of a career. So thank you. Oh yeah, thank and you. I think he'll do Greg great in the team. box. <clears throat> sorry, what did you say? I interrupted you. I, I don't know. I, I, it's cool. I'm sorry, Bennett. It's cool. I feel like he didn't live up to expectations. Yeah, no, I know. I don't think he did at all. So you know, but I, I do think he'll be. Uh, if if Fox really wanted him so much, I think he'll do good in the in the box. I guess he's obviously got some stuff to bring. Um, I, I hope he doesn't say bad things about us if he does our games. Um, that would be bad. I hope he hypes us up as much as Troy Aikman hypes up the Cowboys. Oh God. Ugh. <laughs> um, the team wants to interview Bills QB coach Ken Dorsey 
for their offensive coordinator job, which is interesting because it seems like with this uh, this runaround in terms of hiring offensive coordinators as opposed to when they hired Schottenheimer, they're really kind of looking all over the place and all over the league. They've talked to different quarterback coaches and different um, different sorts of personnel instead of just baseline guys. So it's really kind of interesting to see this whole process unfolding. I don't really know if we'll get it to anybody like – right away but i'd have to imagine we get somebody before um before free agency is that too soon or maybe uh yeah i'm gonna say before free agency that's what i'm gonna say um and then this isn't really like too big a news but uh dk metcalf actually a few hours before we recorded this said the team figure us out in relation to the low scoring offense late in the season he said that that low scoring offense could be attributed to running similar plays for a while. So DK basically confirming what we've all sort of known. Right. And I don't really want to harp on it because we've already expressed our uh, anger about it. And I don't think that beating the table about it anymore is going to do anything. It's just, you know, we know, we know what the issue was and it just needs to be fixed at this point. Will it be fixed? That's going to show, that's going to determine if this team uh, wins another Super Bowl in any time soon. So you know, that's our football talking. We had some offseason. We had some free agents. We had some Super Bowl. Uh, now we go to I have B-Bowl. a quick question for you guys. Wait, I have a quick question. Okay, Omari has a question. If I can. What are your guys' thoughts on the Seahawks? Is just – I noticed that we we always go for – we always like old talent, like experienced talent compared to yeah. taking a risk with young talent. Do you feel like we should change that approach in this coming season? You mean in like – oh, you mean free agency? Yeah, and free agency and just, like, how we, like, use our draft picks, whether we trade them for an old player or just, oh, like, should huh. we, do you think we should try to rely on young talent more? Because, you know, it's like, see us, we have a we have a lot of old players. We'll trade, like, we, I don't think picking up Greg Olson, I was like, why do we need this old tight end? Hmm. Or even when we got back, like, Penny and stuff. So it's just like, I don't know. What are you guys' thoughts on that? No, nah, I agree with that. Uh, well, like, no, I, I see what you're saying, and I agree with what you're saying, and I hate what you're saying. <laughs> I think it's kind of bullshit that we do that, if I'm honest with you, because it's one of I think it's one of the biggest flaws of our team. I think a lot of people are catching on to it as well. Like the way we go about getting players, it, it's very win now, and we've been unable to win now. And I think that's where you're going to see this team start to fall apart in the long term. And if I'm honest with you, this team. If this season has proven anything to me, it's that I should be a little afraid for our future. Because if you look at, and I'm not even meeting like two years from now, I'm meeting like five years from now. If you look at the Chiefs five years from now, oh, geez, whoa. If you look at the Chiefs five years from now, you're fine. Because you still have Patrick Mahomes. You still have like half these guys around, most likely. Because they're a dynasty team already. I mean, come on. But if you look at the Seahawks five years from now, there's not a lot of, like, I can't say with confidence we'll have any of the players that excite me except for maybe DK and Russ. And you can't build a team. You can, but you can't build the entire offense around two players. You can build an offense around a quarterback and make it efficient for him, but you can't, you can't like, have it all in his back. And we saw that this year. So, to to be more succinct... I know what you mean. We have to stop doing it. And I like to think what Chuck said earlier was really smart. Because this next couple seasons determine if the Seahawks are going to win another Super Bowl. 
And I think if you win another Super Bowl, that that makes me feel a little more confident because then you can start to attract the younger talent, so on and so forth. It's a it's a good question. I mean, because I mean this this even it's it's I know you're not asking about the entire like franchise history necessarily, but just some of the guys who have been through this through that locker room. You're not uh, here in Seattle from Jerry Rice to John Randall and Franco Harris, uh, even Terrell Owens for a few preseason games. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's, uh, there, there have been some guys, Seahawks legend Jerry Rice, who have been through this locker room at the uh, joins them. twilight of their career. But I don't know. It's been, you know what? Oh, what really got me about that question is the, the impact that last year's free agency class, I mean, free agency draft class had with Damian Lewis, who I really liked coming out of that draft, Jordan yeah. Brooks, who I wasn't skeptical of, uh, Jordan Brooks to, oh, shoot. I mean, a bunch of the, the uh, draft class uh, produced and was, you know, played meaningful snaps. So, you know, that kind of thing where you're paying one year seven mil for a guy who, you know, I mean, if it was on less of a deal, maybe I'd understand it. I'd justify it just because of who he was and what he did in Carolina. But, uh, you know, just some of the stuff, it's like, eh, you know, so I, it's a good question. And like Bennett said, it, it, it is frustrating. And I'd hope like with this past draft class, you know, maybe you'd want to start leaning on younger guys and just realizing that, Hey, you know, he, the short-term stuff, like with Mikey potty trying to rely on him this year again after, I mean, cause he's been, He's dealt with injury stuff for a while, and he's had a pretty solid career with uh, San Francisco and Arizona, and you know, I guess us. But you know, so it's uh, yeah, I'd hope I'd hope there'd be some more young talent, and obviously the draft's kind of hard because you could really be hit or miss. There's a lot of things that go into the draft, um, from background to just situation to team fits. So you know, I would uh, just to you know put a container on my blabbing. I'd like to see more uh, offensive, uh, well, not offensive, more young talent being given spotlight. So, you know, that's our football. Uh, we're going to get into baseball here, and I say baseball because it's not all marriage related. Uh, I'm going to start off by saying uh, absolute, in every in every way of the word, uh, legend Hank Aaron passed away at 86 years old. Yeah. Uh, I don't care what you say. That's the home run king right there. I do not care for Barry Bonds necessarily. I think Hank Aaron's Hank Aaron's always been my guy. And I didn't realize he was 86 years old, but it, it kind of caught me by surprise. Um just, you know, a monumental figure uh in baseball and uh really does suck. I mean, I, I know he was up there, but you know, it doesn't make it any easier. It doesn't make it say, hey, yeah, he was old. Doesn't matter. I you know. So uh Hank Aaron, 86 years old. Like I said, he's he's my home run king. I don't care what you say. Uh, there is some Mariners news. Uh, Jerry, uh, General Manager Jerry DePoto said that the reasoning for a few signings and moves this season is by design. Uh, he believes that the roster is at the stage that they want in their rebuilding plan. Please note that rebuilding plan. We're not going to run right away this season. So if you're planning on going to the playoffs this year, you probably will be disappointed. I'd give it two to three years. So, you know, calm down a little bit. Um, but it is interesting to see now that, you know, with past off seasons, with all the signings and the trades, that how much that slowed down. I mean, part of that's probably because of the pandemic and the money. Um, 
but I mean, if they're in a spot, if, if they're not signing people, a lot of ton of guys for a reason, we're probably seeing a turn here. Uh, and he also did mention that we will probably see a lot of, a couple of prospects being brought up this year. Uh, one of them, one of them being Jared Kelnick. So uh, I don't know about you guys, but that's pretty exciting. Uh, the MLB Players Association turned down the MLB proposal for a universal designated hitter and expanded playoff format. Uh, and the Cactus League and Arizona officials asked the MLB to delay the start of the 2021 spring training due to COVID-19. So uh, we might not see the season start. Oopsie, season start on time. Uh, kind of interesting to see how that all goes out because. Commissioner Robert Manfred said that he wanted to have the season start on time in February. Um, and obviously with that uh, headline there coming out, it's uh, not necessarily certain. Uh, so the way the MLB play season plays out will be really interesting considering that they want to play the entire season, which is 162 games, and uh, they want to have fans there. So kind of, I don't know. We'll see about that. Um, Seattle Sounders, we do have some stuff here. The MLB, MLB, ugh, MLS Super Draft uh, happened recently, and the Sounders had a pick in the third round. They selected goalkeeper TJ Push out of James Madison University. So sort of interesting to see there, uh, another goalkeeper. Uh, the team announced a multi-year extension with Brian Schmetzer. This is made official. I think I said this a couple of weeks ago, but this makes it official. Uh, it is through the year 2023. So Schmetz won't really be going anywhere. Um, there was some worry about that, but, you know, worries worry. Um, the MLS schedule was also announced. On February 22nd, the MLS preseason training will begin uh, April 3rd and 4th. The MLS is back opening weekend. Late August will be MLS Rivalry Week. Uh, late summer will be the MLS All-Star Game. Ooh, the League's Cup and the Campeones Cup. November 7th will be the MLS Decision Day, which helps... Uh, determine seating and such. November 7th, I mean 9th, uh, the Audi, Audi 2021 MLS Cup playoffs will begin, and December 11th, the 2021 MLS Cup will take place. Hopefully, it'll be in Seattle. Um, so that's uh, some news about that because it was, there was some uncertainty in relation to when the season would start. So the MLS schedule officially announced there. Uh, so you can uh, start playing with your soccer ball. So, Mario, I'll send you one. Uh, there is some storm information, uh, just because we're getting to their off season as well. Currently under contract are the following players in Brianna Stewart, Jewel Lloyd, Jordan Canada, Mercedes Russell, uh, Ezzy Magbagor, Morgan Tuck, Crystal Langhorn, as well as 2020 first round pick Kitija Lakska, Lak Laksa, oopsie. Um, and the free agents are Sue Bird, Natasha Howard, Alicia Clark, Sammy Whitcomb, and Epiphany Prince. And Sammy Whitcomb is the only restricted free agency there, uh, free agent there. So some big names in free agency that need to be brought back. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what the front office is able to do in terms of bringing to see what Sue Bird wants to do, to see what Natasha Howard and Sammy Whitcomb and Alicia Clark want to do because they were all really integral uh, pieces of that team and that uh, WNBA championship team. Uh, important free agency dates to note are that negotiations take place January 15th to 31st and signings may begin to take place on February 1st, uh, as well as uh, we do have a little bit of uh, women's 
Uh, national team news, both Brianna Stewart and Drew Lloyd will attend the 2021 national team minicamp. So, I mean, that's cool to have that sort of storm representation uh, on the national team. I don't have any Sonics news. I would hope that would come in sooner rather than later. But, you know, waiting game, as it always has been. Uh, no Kraken stuff, no Dragon stuff. No, f- well, I lied. Uh, the Huskies football team lost defensive coordinator Pete Kwiatkowski uh, to go join the Texas staff with former Huskies coach Steve Sarkeesian, which is a big blow because Kwiatkowski's been a huge part of that defense. Um, he was a linebackers coach, and if you know anything about the linebackers that come out of Washington, they've played a pretty big role as well as any defensive player that's come out of Washington in recent years. Um, as well as Pac-12 Commissioner Larry Scott stepping down in June. Uh, and the search begins for replacement uh, right away. So it's really interesting to see that because there was a headline also that said with such an important time uh, coming up that they needed to move on from Larry Scott. So it'll be really interesting to see what sort of turn the Pac-12 as a football conference takes uh, with a new commissioner. And then finally, I have wins to announce for my Huskies basketball team. Not my women's team, they lost. Um but they beat Colorado 84 to 80 and Utah 83 to 79 uh, versus Colorado. Marcus Tishonis led in scoring with 27 and then versus Utah, Jamal Bay led with 28, both pretty good performances and rebounds versus Colorado. Eric Stevenson led with seven and versus Utah, Nate Roberts led with seven and assists Colorado Quade Green led with five and then on Utah Quade Green again with four. So they're three and 11. They're 10th in the Pac-12. So somebody else sucks. Worse than us. Very exciting. Uh, Omari might like this one. Uh, the upcoming game, the next closest game within, he's muted. The next closest game within uh, our time frame for recording here uh, is versus Washington State on January 31st on Sunday. So uh, I'm, I'm not exactly excited for that one. We probably I'm excited. Lose. We're going to lose that game. Nah, see, I don't know about that because uh, Wazoo just lost. They lost to Colorado when they played. Ooh. So. They lost fifty nine to seventy. Oh, so, did Noah not play? I don't know. No, no, it did. He had a. I think he had like sixteen points. Like oh that. yeah, I saw that. Okay. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean that's always fun. I mean I obviously know a lot of people who have stake or are even going to Wazoo. So you know it's always fun to get up for those games. We just wish it was in person, but you know we're in a pandemic. So I'll have to deal with it. Uh, the women's team lost at Oregon, 69-52. to 52. Haley Van Dyke led in scoring with 13. Tamaya Sadler led rebounds and assists with 7 and 4, respectively. Um, and the next upcoming games are January 26th at Oregon State and January 31st versus Stanford, and they stand at 4-6. and six, But they are the uh, second-worst team in the Pac-12. So, you know, sucky-sucky. But so far, uh, with a good amount of games to play, the the men's team has a good chance to win four games because they sit at three here. So my uh, prediction, I think with I think it was with Bennett that they would not win four games might change unless they just go on a horrible losing streak. But you know, that's um, I mean that's about it. We don't have Super Bowls in two weeks. We've got as Bennett mentioned the horrendous Pro Bowl. It was already horrendous before this year, but now it's going to be on Madden. So. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, they're not playing a physical game. They're going to play it. Hey, but Jamal Adams is playing. No, no. He's no. playing the game. He's doing it. Why is he playing? Did he, like, break his middle finger? 
How yeah. Is... Oh God, he can't throw. <laughs> so you know, um, even he had his thumb cut open. He can't throw the, but he can't even click the throw button. <laughs> so you know, it's uh nothing, not necessarily anything too interesting. I mean, the Mariners want the Seahawks are in free agency, and the Super Bowl is not till the seventh. Uh, Mariners aren't doing anything. Sounders aren't doing anything. Well, not like game wise, at least. Uh, Storm aren't doing anything yet. You know, so it's at this point we've hit the awkward point in the year, uh, and we just wait till next week, and then until the, and then after that, it's like, well, you know, we kind of get into stuff. So, as we mentioned earlier, if you want to hear uh, us three blab about more stuff, it is it seems more every other week just because of technical difficulties. Um, we have another podcast. I've got a bad feeling about this Star Wars related. So if you like Star Wars and you like the lovely planets and lovely people in that universe. Go ahead. It's on, uh, I believe it's on all the other uh, platforms that this one is, right? Yeah, we, we both use Anchor. So, you know, um, if you like that, go check it out. You just want to support. I mean, there's n- never anything bad about helping people out. So that is it from us, unless you guys have anything you'd like to leave us with. Nope. Omar, any lovely thoughts from your mind? Honestly, the more we talk about the Seahawks, I just genuinely get sad. Like, I know football was a while ago, but it's just like... I mean, yeah. It's, I feel it's... like Seattle could have a bright future in sports, you know? Because you see how, like, everyone, like, you saw how, like, all of, like, L.A., like, they won the World they won the world Series, they won the finals. NBA playoffs, the finals, and then uh, they even, they got pretty, they, they made the playoffs this year. The Rams made the playoffs, which is yeah. so good. And they won and a like, game. Same with, like, in Florida. Florida teams are doing good. So, I feel like Washington, just as a collective, I feel like we could really be on the – I feel like all our teams have the potential to be on the up and up. You know, the Storms are doing good. The Sounders almost went all the way, you know. So, hey, I don't know, the Mariners you know. would be there in a year or two, or two years. Uh, hey, man. That's what we said two years ago. No. <laughs> right? That's Who exactly said that two years ago? Said two Who years said ago? that? Two years ago, we right. had like, Domingo Santana and Edwin Encarnacion. No, 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 no. Been rebuilding for a decade. Obviously, goats. Don't say that. Come on. Obviously, goats. So, like I was know. saying, though, you know, I feel like Washington. I mean, even we're, we're even right now, up. though, like if you take it in perspective, we've kind of got, like, we're not, who's it? We're not New York. <laughs> you know, well, right? We could I mean, be. Worse. I mean, more like Mets, Mets, Knicks. Uh, who else they got? Jets. Yeah, we, it could be worse. Yeah, Jets. It could be worse. You know, I mean, Jets and Giants. It could be worse. Seahawks in the it playoffs. Mariners. I mean, they're going through a re- rebuilding stage, but it looks good. I mean, the Storm won the title. Sounders got to the title game. You know, and we've got, we got a hockey team coming. So, like, you know, it could be a lot worse. So, you know, not necessarily a bad time. So this time, I won't end the call with us. Uh, I will just end the normal uh, episode here. Uh, episode forty-three next Tuesday. Uh, until then, be safe. Please do your part. We're trying to get out of this pandemic so we can be at these games. Um, and then we can talk to them later, talk about them later, and things can get back to normal somewhat. But, I mean, it's going to take all of us. So uh, have a good rest of your week. And we will see you next Tuesday from the Circling Saddle Sports Podcast. Oops. Baba boy.